mornings a week, we meet before breakfast for an early morning run. We spend most of our time planning and reflecting on what's happening in our classrooms. This has become our favorite professional development. So we figured, why not share these moments with you? Welcome to Math Before Breakfast. This is episode 18, and we are taking a little bit of a different direction today, uh, something that's very important to math teaching, but not necessarily what you'd think about. Um, I we We're, we're going to talk about behavior. Let's just not sugarcoat it. It is February, and we've named it the February funk. Yeah. And um, this kind of came about because I... Have I teach two different classes. Ruth teaches – you teach six, right? Mm-hmm. I teach two different classes. And one has been full of angel people and the other one is not. And um, <laughs> every day I like am so frustrated with one class and the other class is just delightful. And, and then I would come and complain to Ruth or complain to Jay or complain to my teammates like – why is this class acting like this, you know? And, you know, some days people will be like, well, it's just full of kids that are different, you know? But um, one of my teammates, Van, who was on one of our earlier episodes, he kind of didn't answer me one day. Like, he just was listening. And I don't know if he was checked out or if he <laughs> really was trying to send me a message. But I, for whatever reason, I read into that, like, do something, you know, don't just keep complaining about it, figure out what the problem is and do something. Hey, have you ever heard, and I don't know who I heard this from, but this, this, there was somebody that said, you know, you can complain about something three times. And if you're, and if, you know, after your third time complaining, you've got to fix it. Oh, I like that. And, and I forget it was in a, it was in this, you know, as a teacher situation or something. Yeah. And I don't know if it was at a conference. I wish I, I'll try to remember where I heard this, yeah. but it was like a teacher to a teacher and it was like a, a mentor teacher to a, to a new teacher. Uh-huh. And, you know, I'm, I'm having trouble with such and such. I just, you know, they're always doing this. Yeah. And that's when the person hmm. said, you know, this is your first time. Then your third time, you've got to do something about it. Yeah. And then they came back. They're still not able to do it. This is your second time. Yeah. And then like a week later, not thinking, came back and they, you know, every time I walk in, they do such and such. And she's like, look, this is your third time. Now you've got to fix it. I like that. Yeah. Well, that's kind of where I feel like I was, you know, um, whether or not I, I didn't have that rule in my head. But you're right. That's that's kind of I had complained about it enough times. So my partner teacher, who doesn't teach math, um, Justine, I shout out to Justine. I told her I was going to mention her on the podcast this morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, she... She does morning meeting, and for people who aren't familiar with what that means, it comes from Responsive Classroom, and we'll find some link to post for that. Um, I've never been to a Responsive Classroom training, but lots of people in my team have, and so they've like kind of filled me in on the basics of how it works. And so the idea is that you have a you know ten minute meeting every morning, and there's kind of a routine to it. There's like a greeting where everybody says good morning to everybody. There's a morning message that you read, uh, like that the teacher posts and then you, that, you know, it connects to something that you're doing in the Mm -hmm. classroom. It's not just random. There's a sharing time, which is where the kids get to share something and doesn't have to be every kid every time. And then there's the game uh, that's just something fun and silly that you do. And and different teachers do it in different orders. I think I've adopted an order that's probably not exactly what they say to do in the real thing, but that's okay. And I, I, 
I've been going, I've been doing it kicking and screaming. I've never went to the real training, so I don't feel like I got the reasons behind it. I just got the, like, right. this is what you're supposed to do, you know, which is uh, like that. We had do that a lot, right? So I was just getting ready to say that. Like, well, that sounds like education. It sounds like <laughs> yeah. math in general. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> yeah. So I've been... I tried it at the beginning of the year and I kept very quickly was like, cut this, cut this, cut this. And because it takes so long to, it, it felt like it was eating up instructional time. Well, Justine, my partner teacher has not quit it. She, she does it every day. And she says, it's my favorite part. One of my favorite parts of the day. If nothing else goes well, that goes well. And, you know, I had to say to myself, Maybe it's related. Maybe she's built relationships with her students. <laughs> in <laughs> maybe this thing that she does that I don't is why her class exactly behaves and mine doesn't exactly. Maybe, but maybe, maybe not. Well, I mean, I for, there was several days where I was like, no, it can't be. It can't be. I'm like, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, you were resisting it pretty hard. Yeah, and but I went to her and she was like, I think you ought to try it. So I didn't believe Justine fully, but then my next door neighbor Emily, who is a great third grade teacher um i went to her and had the same complaint my kids are awful and her kids are great and what's going on here and i said to her uh, i made the mistake of saying to her <laughs> maybe the problem is morning meaning and she was like oh uh, yeah of course it is you have to do that and so sh i started complaining to her about all the things i don't like about morning meeting <laughs> and and she was like okay we'll do this about it do this about it do this about it and she gave me practical solutions about um, how to do what to about the things that I didn't like. And let me just step back and say that Emily coached for two I was years. Gonna say, I was going to say, yeah, she was a coach she for was a couple years. Fantastic. Yeah. It, she was not like pushy or, um, condescending or she didn't give me too much information. Like she, she did that coaching thing right then really well. It was really cool. And I told her that and she comes, she comes from a place, not like physically comes from a place, but she's very not prideful and yeah. very not I mean just very easy and, and careful and, and smooth when she's yeah. talking to people so I, I I was like oh check mark in my head like I need to be like that that was the way she shared that with me was so good. I want to tell you what you said like what I heard just in this okay you're talking about behavior management yeah but you said it just takes too much time yeah it's too hard mm-hmm I just want to do it the way that I normally did it. Yeah. Well, that's what people think about teaching conceptually. Yeah. And now you're saying, and it was this coach. Yeah. And she was convincing me that it's really worth it. Mm -hmm. And now you're getting ready to tell us the results of it. Yeah. But it really, like you're sitting here talking about behavior management and I'm thinking, this is what math coaches hear. Mm-hmm. You know, when we're trying to make this transition, it's something I have to do and I don't really know why behind yeah. it. Yeah. All of that. Yeah. yeah it could, uh, this conversation could be about math and not mm -hmm. about, yeah. Totally wow. agree. I know. That's meta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, Jay. Thank you. Um, okay. <laughs> so, so I was like armed and ready with morning meeting for Monday. And well, I should probably tell you some of the changes that she suggested because that was important. Yeah. One was assigned seats. 
And I was like, well, duh, why hadn't I thought of that? My kids are awful about that. We have a rug that's really not big enough for everybody, but it would be like the whole freaking room if it was big enough for everybody. So I have a huge rug, but they still are big old bodies in there. So we decided we were going to have assigned seats and some kids are going to sit on chairs all around the outside and that's just going to be okay. And they're going to be the same kids every time. You're talking about assigned seats for class or just for morning meeting? Just for morning meeting. Okay. Because, because, and then they'll come and zip beside their friend and they'll talk the entire time and cut up and all those things. So great. We've solved that problem. Um, she, I, part of what takes so long is to, for me, was to explain the game or explain how we're going to share, explain the thing. And she was like, stop making so many choices. Just do one thing or make it three choices. And, you know, they just repeat and they still will be okay with it. It's not like they're going to get bored if you pick a really good one. So we picked the game for the game part, which is the part that I was like, dumb and takes so long, you know. Um, <laughs> can you believe I'm saying that? I picked she said i do the same one every day right now which is send a kid in the hallway pick a kid in the in the circle to be the leader and everybody follows that kid like clapping their hands or putting their heads on their hand on their head or whatever and then the kid in the hallway comes back in and tries to figure out who's the one leading the circle and they like it because it's funny to figure out who it is you know so we've played that every day and the first day i explained it well this is only the second day but the first day i explained it and then yesterday i didn't have to explain it again so that takes some of the time away. So I will probably play that till for a long time. Um, so the first day morning meeting took 40 minutes, <laughs> but, um, I, I decided that my, well, first of all, it was Monday and you know how, like, I don't know about you, but I have all these things I have to tell them on Monday. Like we have this special test on Wednesday and this is 24 week. And if you want to try out and you know, there were, and here's our new field trip we're telling you about, like there were a lot of news kind of things to tell them. So that took a long time, a lot of the time. Um, but then the morning message part of it each day is going to be a reteaching of something I want them to change their behavior. So the first day was, um, how do I get your attention? Like mm. that's, that's what the, the teaching was about during the morning message. And I asked them, what are the ways that I get your attention? And they named them, you know, you turn the lights off, you clap, you raise, you say, give me five and like raise your hand. Um, I sometimes use, I taught them those rhymes and times multiplication, multiplication things. Yeah. And so sometimes I'll say eight times, you know, if they're being loud and I need everybody to stop for a second, eight times eight, ready, go. And then they repeat eight times eight, fell on the floor, pick it up at 64. And then they're supposed to stop, and but they don't stop. They just keep talking after they do the, their thing. <laughs> so you programmed them to, you got the Pavlovian response. And... Yeah, yeah. What do I mean? All teachers have to do that, except oh. for Ruth. She's too cool for that. I asked her this week. And she <laughs> said she doesn't. <laughs> How do you manage to not have an attention getting signal? I really kind of paid attention to what I did yesterday. So? It was just, look this way. Like, I just spoke. And... I don't, I don't know. I mean, it worked. Yeah. Hmm. So we did talk about though, the, for me, I have six classes. Yeah. So I have to tolerate you if it's a day where you're needing to be tolerated instead of taught (laughs) (laughs) for less than an hour. Yeah. And then you get up and you go to a different spot. Um, for me, it's 
it's consistent. It's the same thing. There's always a warm up. The warm ups are different. The warm ups are more engaging this year. They don't dread them yeah. because they're open ended kind of things. And so it's like a little bit of a challenge when they come in. And then we just move into we move into the lesson. And I was really consistent in the beginning of the year. Like these are the expectations and this is what happens when you don't meet them. Mm-hmm. And so now they know that. And yesterday, uh, somebody was just gone. Like, we're playing with these blocks. And I said, I don't want to hear the blocks. That doesn't mean that I want to see you throw them. So you're not interested in learning. And you're taking away the opportunity for the people who'd being hit in head with the little blocks. Hmm. Go in the hallway. Yeah. And just stand there. Yeah. Well, his little buddy decided he was going to do something after that. And I said, just go next door. Open Miss Roach's door and just stand there. Uh-huh. Well, class, it was like, I don't know, five minutes left in class. And Miss Roach is doing um, a breakout thing. And yeah. she has a crime scene that she's completely built in her room with crime tape. Wow. And this little girl walks from math class into Miss Roach's room. And her eyes are like, yeah. <laughs> and I said, yeah. When you get kicked out of Miss E's class, you become part of the crime scene in Miss Roach's class. Um, it was perfect. You know, not that that little girl needed yeah. to be scared already, but it was just really funny. Um, I did. I paid attention. But I have to say that it's, for me, it's establishing relationships mm-hmm. and consistency. Um, I do do a survey at the end of first semester yeah, and the kids circle ones or fives and then there's a spot for them to comment and some of them are dumb yeah you know like it's kind of like I don't like math and I don't like you so I'm going to circle ones on every single one of these (laughs) and I just throw those away and don't let it affect me Mm -hmm. but the kids who write or the kids who give me all fives and one two or one one really give me something to think about yeah Um, and I pay attention to it. And I had a student who commented, um, it was just something like, you are scary and you don't like me. Mm -hmm. I wish you wouldn't yell so much. And I don't think I yell, but I am passionate and I get excited and loud Yeah, and she struggles. And so when I'm like, yes, you know. Yeah. And I call on her and she's just like deer in headlights. I don't have any idea what you want to say. I think I, she felt like I was calling her out. So I've been really conscientious of how I call on her, making sure that I'm always walking past her desk to help her understand. And I can tell there's a difference in the way that she allows me to approach her. Yeah. Like her shoulders don't bristle up when Miss E's coming because <laughs> you're not in trouble. I really just want to make sure you understand Um, and maybe that's experience. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean that there haven't come Februaries where I specifically remember a couple years ago standing at home washing dishes. Like I may not be cut out for this job Hmm. because of behavior, because of behavior. Like I can't, I can't teach and I don't like them. Yeah. And they don't like me. Yeah. Um, and so. But you got over it? 
that year? I well, I did get over it that year. She came back. But I also got into the word mm-hmm. and I had not been starting my day with Jesus. And for me, that gives me I pray that I will be able to see my students the way that he does. And when you pray that and then you look at those students and you see them like children of God, mm-hmm. okay. I can do this. She needed a morning meeting. You know, yeah. I did. You know, <laughs> yeah. I was skipping my morning meeting with Jesus and yeah. it was affecting my whole entire life. Yeah. Um, but some years are harder than others. Yeah. And sometimes you feel sure. like I'm not going to make it. And let's be honest, those kids, those teachers who have them this year are probably feeling the same way because yeah. it's the chemistry of this particular group of kids. Mm-hmm. And as they travel, through high school, they're like, oh, this is the class. Yeah, that that you know? sure is a thing that people say, isn't it? It, set, I'm sorry. it yeah, sets them up that. for, you know, it, it, when that message gets passed, it sets those kids up for a hard, you know. Like, what if, what if it's just the story was flipped and this is the best class ever? The teachers might believe that, too, you know. But So, true story. Last year, I was upstairs talking to the chemistry teacher who was the chemistry teacher when I was in school. Yeah. And the secretary for the athletic office was also in school at that time. And she was the year ahead of me Mm -hmm. and we were talking and I said something about, yeah, I was in the class of 92. I'm glad I wasn't in the class of 91. And the chemistry teacher was like, Oh, that was the class. Oh, wow. And like this long later, he can remember that class yes. of 91 was the so class. So the girl comes out and she's like, it's been more than 25 years and we still have that reputation. <laughs> Must have been bad. <laughs> it was just, it was like a one particular group. Mm-hmm. And Tracy, how true is it that sometimes we let this little bad define yeah. everything good? Sure. I mean- one parent email that's like, you're not doing your job compared to all the other parent emails that are like, thank you for being such a good teacher. Yeah. What do we focus on? Yeah. We focus on the one little bad. Right. You know, we let that one student who didn't understand it or that one student whose behavior is out of control define that class. And I think mm-hmm. you're right because the words that you speak to the students like in your morning meeting, if you tell them you are really behaving well, you are well-behaved children, mm-hmm. well, they're mm-hmm. going to claim it. Yeah, they're going to live up to that. You know, yeah. it's it's really easy to say. It's really hard to do, but yeah. it's true to do. It, that's any kid, whether the ones you're raising or the ones you're yeah. standing in front of. So do you guys remember, I'm kind of sticking on this. You know, remember a whole group of students. Do you remember like which students were together? I mean, is that something that you can remember back from you know years and years? Oh, that was the group with this person and this person and this person. I remember little groups of them. Yeah, like I think about the first time I taught fourth grade Go Center, and I can remember the kids in that grade. They were in that class. They were good. Okay, okay, that makes I guess some kids because I look back at the students that I've taught, and like I can remember faces and names, but who goes with which grade? I mean, it's like. I have just a giant sea of student faces in my brain and they're not grouped together. Now this start, you know, when I started teaching, I was teaching um, 
high school where they weren't grouped as an age. It was just all ages in yeah. one class. So I, I, I know I don't have those. But even when I was in, in elementary school, like, I don't, I don't, I just don't remember them as that group or, or even h- hardly a group of kids. Yeah. It's just my brain doesn't remember people that way, I guess. It's funny because if you tell me the name of a student that I taught my first three years at LCA, it's kind of blurry now because there's over 1,500 kids, but I can tell you what class period I taught them. Yeah, and I was talking That's to... That's not normal, Ruth. <laughs> I mean, for real, like I, if you just said their name, I would say, oh, yeah, they were in third period. When at My Love Math Day, I was talking to, to Patsy and to Ginger, and they were both like, oh, yeah, well, they were in, in this year, or they were in this year. And like that's that's the same thing. That's when I was in school. Like they were, you know, they remember twenty years ago, and this is you know fourth grade. Yeah. Twenty thirty years ago that they remember. Oh yeah, that's he was in the class with this one. No, that was their younger brother. He she was you know two years behind with these people. I'm like, <laughs> what in the world? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I can I barely remember, remember my a little bit you know that. teachers that long ago. So I think just different people have different memories. Yeah. I'm, Ruth is exceptional. I used to think I had a good memory. Yeah. <laughs> so back to, back to the, to what I did in morning meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we talked about the attention getting signals. So that's where we kind of left off. And it was really funny. I, one kid said, you stop and take a deep breath. And I knew exactly what they were talking about because if I get interrupted, you know, more than like once, I will take a big old heavy sigh and a big old stink eye and, you know, like just be quiet and still and like not say anything. But they know I'm angry for being interrupted. Um, and I wasn't even thinking that was an attention getting signal, but they're right. I, I That's what I used to get their attention. Um, so I told them that every time I um, – get their attention and they stop and look and listen everybody then we would put a little star in the star jar this was also emily's idea um so adelie made these little paper stars i'll I'll have to put the link because they're so cute of how where we learned how to make them something on that we saw on twitter but just this whole jar of paper stars and so i told them every time you stop we'll put a star in the jar and then we'll work towards when the jar's full we'll have a lunch in our classroom with the movie and they were like pretty much every kid was excited about that reward, which I wasn't sure how they would take it. But even the kid that I have a really hard time connecting to, he was like, Miss Prophet, I have to ask you something important. Um, if if we win our reward on a Tuesday, can you please not make it on a Tuesday because I have a doctor's appointment? Because he goes every single Tuesday over lunch to this doctor's appointment and then comes back. And I was like, remind me. Yes, I will make sure. Like that was a clue to me that he was bought into it when he Aww. he didn't want to miss it, which I thought was really cool. So, so far, kind of good. Um, they've earned, they earned like five stars the first day, which is pretty good. And they earned, they earned some in Miss Gamal's class and in Justine's class next door. I told her she could give them to him because she's having the same troubles that I am. So if she would get onto the same, um, plan, then that would be good. Um, and then and like she said, I did have those few minutes were good. Those first 40 minutes of the day was good. So to have some good time with them was better than no good time, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and a kid that I kind of struggled to connect with sometimes said goodbye to me at the end of the day. Whether or not that was connected, I thought, well, that's a step in the right direction. You know, he doesn't usually – he initiated, bye, Miss Robin, you know, something like that. And he doesn't – he usually just runs out the door. Like, so – that was cool. 
Um, and yesterday's message was about, we talked about this on the run for a long time yesterday. Yesterday's message was about what to do when someone is interfering with your learning. That's what I called it. We all know it means annoying you because I have a lot of that. They'll say, he's annoying me. That's so annoying. He's, he won't stop and it's annoying. They just love that word. And then the kid interprets it as I am annoying and not my behavior is annoying. And we have... Um, you know, kids with real challenges, this whole idea of dual exceptionality, have you heard that idea? Mm-mm. Where it means like you're gifted and you have a special need at the same time. I have that in my classroom. Mm. Probably three people fit that category. Um, and and that creates some real difficult things. And, and the kids don't know how to deal with kids who can't, you know, when it comes to the social interactions. Right. And you can't go up to them and say, this is why he acts like that. Give it a rest. You know, you have to just help him work through it. It's tough. Um, that's part of what's creating our difficulty. So you should reteach. Duh. That You know, like they don't know. So Ruth and I yesterday spent a long time talking about how can I help them through. He's annoying me. So I won't go take forever. I'll, sh- I'll t- post a picture of the little like poster oh, yeah. that I made. Um, but basically say, can you please stop doing whatever the thing is and fill in the blank? What are they doing? Um, Well, first figure out, can you just ignore it or can you move? Does it really have to be something you're going to ask the person to stop? And then from there, um, tell why and make an I statement like I am being distracted from my learning or I need my personal space or um, we are supposed to be doing something. And then I told him to ask one more time if it didn't work. And then after that, ask for help from a teacher. And I told him I would give him stars for following through with either asking kindly, not like, oh, can you stop? Because that's what it sounds like most of the time in the class. (laughs) Um, Or stopping. And uh, I got a little frustrated because one little friend was like taking it to the extreme and basically wanted to be everybody's boss and then we wanted to get a whole cup full of stars because she was bossing everyone around you know she was like oh this is my chance to ask everybody to stop being annoying like the point is and I even said this after she kept asking me questions about it the point is not for you to boss everyone around the point is for you for us to be kind to each other and this is just giving us a way to be kind to each other oh I know I know so I'm gonna have to put up with a little bit of her like teacherness or whatever that is that wants right. to like control everybody she wants to be kind to everybody yeah and she wants everyone to recognize and give all the stars for her um yeah i'm good so i'm exchanging one problem for another but i can deal with that if we're becoming more kind to each other and then yesterday i i sent justine an email in the middle of the day um and she wrote back and said, like in the middle, like while our classes were slit, she wrote back and said, well, because I, it was kind of a complaining email about something else. <laughs> and then she wrote back and said, on the bright side, your class is being great. So she even had a good afternoon with my class yesterday, which is really um, out of the ordinary. So maybe we're just in the honeymoon phase, <laughs> but, but it's working so far. Those two days have been good. And so the biggest part of that is... You decided as a teacher, it was your responsibility. Yeah. It's just not okay to say they're just a bad group of kids. Yeah. And there's no hope. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's really about, I've got to do something different. Yeah. And 
I've been teaching for a long time, but I remember when I started teaching, thinking to myself, I do not want to be the grumpy teacher mm-hmm. next door. And if I'm the grumpy teacher next door, I want someone to tell me that mm-hmm. so I can fix it. Yeah. And I think that's, it's easy to get into that phase. Like this has worked for 15 years. Why isn't it working now? And yeah. in reality, it's probably more me mm-hmm. than it is the students. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I am more tired. Yeah. You know? And yeah. so it really has to be a willingness on the teacher to continue to do your job. Right. And your job is to be able to manage your class and have it be a fun place to learn. Mm-hmm. And when you can say, I'm not doing my job, I need to fix it. Yeah. Then you're still in the right place, yeah. you know? Um, Which goes for your instruction too, not just your sure. behavior, you know, to take it back to the math. Like if they're not getting it, well, think of something different, you know, a different way to do it. And, and it's not them, it's you, you know, you have to put that, that, responsibility on you as the teacher can't just be like they didn't listen they're not studying well do right. something else until they get it there are a lot of things that i think about that i've done that were just like that oh, did not work yeah we should talk about some of those yeah. <laughs> um well you were talking about how you went that to a conference yeah. yeah so i it was just a tweet that i saw recently and it's been passed around a lot where somebody leading a professional development or maybe it was a um faculty meeting or something i don't know what it was but some kind of teacher learning opportunity and they posted one of those clip charts like the kind where you take your clothespin and it can move up or down so right. that was better than just the down right but this was like you know really good and really bad up with different colors and they put it out for the teachers and then they actually moved it for the teachers as the teachers were were interacting in the in the professional development and the person wrote like they were getting upset the teachers were getting mad at you know this public display of shame is really what it is you know creates shame here and it didn't take long for the person to to for it to get so bad the feeling to be so bad in the room that the person's like okay i'm gonna take it down and then they had a conversation about why is this if it's bad for us why is it not bad for kids it is bad for kids did they have teachers leave no, but I think they took it down soon enough. They they made their point and then took it down, you know. Um, but that's the, – the reason not to do that is because of shame, you know. Like, it, I mean, are there other reasons not to do that, do you think? For me, it was so much to keep up with. Mm. I mean, I remember it was when I taught first grade and I spent – Almost the whole summer, it felt like cutting out these circles with red, yellow, green and clip climb, clip Mm -hmm. drop is what we had. And you had your name and you could go up and you could go down. And half the time I would manage the behavior and not move the clip. Yeah. And I'm like, I didn't even use it the whole year. Um, Yeah. But the whole shaming part and you justify it because... Well, everyone saw that behavior and everyone knows that it should be, you know, you should drop a clip Mm -hmm. because of that. Um, Yeah. I had had a hard time doing anything that was like large scale and consistent. Like I just couldn't, I just like, I would had great things that I would start doing or start using. 
And I mean, within a week, I'd already stopped paying attention and not being as consistent. And I felt bad, you know, just moving the clip because that one kid, I know when they do something, it bugs me and I think about it and I move the clip. But there's this kid over here who is not normally an issue. And when they do something bad, I don't move the clip because I think, oh, well, they're fine because they're not going to get any worse. But then, you know, that's not being consistent. Yeah. And I, I couldn't, I could never keep it going. I think the problem goes back to, and I'm just now kind of learning this, is that perhaps the kid doesn't have the self-control yet to do the thing that you want them to do or not do the thing you want them to do. Or perhaps there's some reason that they're doing the behavior that you're not addressing. So it's more about, my bigger focus is about reteaching now. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though I feel like sometimes I'm saying the same thing over and over and over. Maybe that's not the right reteaching, but um, like, I don't know. You just have to, you have to realize that they're maybe they're not prepared to do the behavior that you want them to do yet. Tracy, there's so much truth in that. And you said reteaching, which makes me think about another R that is so important and it's relationships. Mm -hmm. And so I think about students and their behavior like a glacier or an iceberg. Mm -hmm. And all you see is that behavior that's on the top, but you don't know how big their issues are on the surface. I remember teaching, um, fifth, I remember teaching fifth grade and they required us to do, to, um, the parents to come pick up report cards you could not send it home with the students. The parents had to come have a parent conference mm-hmm. in order to get it. And this one particular mom didn't come get it. And we took it to her house. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. That home visit completely opened my eyes to, no wonder this kid never does his homework mm-hmm. and gets on my nerves. Mm-hmm. He has one tiny little lamp in this whole house. There's no lights. Mm-hmm. And he lives here with his mom and his aunt and I don't even know how many cousins and brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. And he was the oldest. So in fifth grade, he's responsible for all of them. Yeah. Like he just, he didn't have time. He really didn't have time for anything. And I wouldn't have seen that. And so, boom, now he has a special place in my heart. Mm -hmm. I see him completely different yeah. because I know where he's coming from. And sometimes we as teachers just look at them as a group of students and we treat them all the same, mm-hmm. you know, fair, whatever, but what's, there's not fair. There's what you need and there's what he needs. And I can treat you differently because of what you have access to. Yeah. Um, and my favorite, like, change the behavior story happened when I taught fourth grade and LaToya, we, it was why my family is special. Let's write an essay. Mm -hmm. And the directions were write a paragraph about your family. Mm -hmm. And she just sat and she didn't do anything. And she kind of just had this like look on her face, the little attitude. And because she had an attitude that made me have an attitude. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, well you can't go to recess. You're going to stay. And write this paragraph. Mm -hmm. So she's in at recess and she's still sitting there with the same attitude. And, you know, it's my only 30 minute break because I had lunch duty that week Mm -hmm. and I am really trying to crank out stuff I need to do. And so I'm just pretty much sitting at my desk saying, 
you have to write this and you don't have a choice. So you might as well just get it done. Write a sentence and you can be done. Mm -hmm. Just write why your family's special. And I hate telling this story because the people that are listening to the story are like, oh, well, I know what I would have done. And it didn't ever cross my mind. But I walk over to her paper and she just has the B word written all over it Hmm. in like a big circle. And I am mad. Mm -hmm. Like, don't you write that about me? And so I march her down to the principal's office and the principal's like, yes, ma'am, she's going to sit in here with me. Mm -hmm. Well, he comes down, you know, about an hour later in between my classes and he says, I just want to let you know that that wasn't about you. Mm-hmm. But her mom was arrested and taken to jail this morning, and she's in charge of her brothers and sisters. And she was writing that about her mom, and she doesn't really feel like her family's very special right mm-hmm. now. Oh my gosh. I just yeah. felt horrible. Yeah. Because it never crossed my mind that maybe why my family is special isn't a good topic for her. Yeah. You know, yeah. I could have engaged her in a conversation, I could have said, I could have done anything mm-hmm. except this is my break and this is when I'm supposed to be doing my work and I'm letting you stay in here so you don't mm-hmm. have an essay, you know, so you can finish your essay. Yeah. And so I went home that night and I wrote her a letter and I apologized and I gave it to her and I apologized again. Um, and in sixth grade, she was at the middle school learning center and I found out about it and I went to visit her and mm-hmm. took her, I forget the candy bar or something. And I just went and gave her a hug and she's like, Missy, I'll always remember you. And I'm like, for what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess my, you know, it's my takeaway and I need to be reminded of it on a regular basis is we just don't know yeah. what kind of baggage these kids come to school with. Yeah. Um, it's intense. Mm -hmm. I think that's to, to bring it back to like, I think that the whole morning meeting thing, not that that's the answer. I think the relationships are the answer, but I struggle with the relationship part of teaching and that is not my strength. You know, you read all these people on Twitter who were like, that's all, it's all about relationships. And that's not my strength even as a person. Like I am not, (laughs) I am not a per like a, that's not my motivation. A lot of times, you know, I have some, I have some good friends, you know, obviously, but, but just the, like the mediocre friendships, I'm not, I, I'm just not that good at it. And so I'm hoping, I'm trying to see morning meeting as a way that I can get tiny little windows into the who those people are in my classroom, and then I have something to talk about. You know, like I'm thinking about the little girl who shared about her um, gymnastics thing. Well, I can, I can ask her about, I have something I can ask her, you know, or... Um, I don't know, the kid who said her brothers ride motorcycles. I don't know. Like, I, they just give you tiny little pieces of something. And so if I can store all those up, then when, in those awkward moments where I, like, am walking to back to the classroom, I have something I can ask you about instead of just, like, not talking, which is what I would <laughs> normally do. I don't know. I want to be better at that part. But it's just not – it's not how I'm wired, but this is how I'm going about trying to fix it. Yeah. Um, I've, we, we, should we talk about some of the other things we've tried or is that, or 
Uh, Wait, I know. Wait, I actually know what we need to talk about. We need to talk about what my little reteaching is going to be for today. Okay. Um, I thought about what annoyed me yesterday, and I don't know if this could even be one. Maybe it's not concrete enough, but when we were sitting having our um, lesson right after that, we were trying to – it was hard. I know it was hard, but we were trying to take what we'd done with – um, dash the robots that we'd had and kind of digest what had happened and why this is crazy that I'm even saying that we were doing this, but why did we have to, if we were drawing a triangle with dash, why did we have to turn a big angle when we could see a small angle on the triangle? Mm. And so I had, I had come up with a great way to model it. Like I had, I just, the model was beautiful on the board, (laughs) really, (laughs) um, to show why you would turn 135 to walk along a 45 degree angle. It's the outside angle. Okay. Well, several, several kids were just completely checked out. And, um, like two kids were playing. She was pretending she was meditating and the other kid was paying attention to her. And I walked up real quiet in her face and was like, you don't know how to do this yet. You need to pay attention. You know, like I'm not yelling at her. I'm just getting close to her and saying, You've got to stop and pay attention because she's the one who then in five minutes from now is going to take up everybody's time and ask us a hundred questions that we already all just talked about while you were meditating. Can you hear the frustration in my voice? So then she stops. One minute later, she's at her seat, moved away from the space and is reading a magazine. I'm like... What in the world? Like, so I walk up again in her face and was like, I just said that. I cannot understand why you are doing this. I probably I should have tried to understand the behavior, but really I was just like. Completely dumbfounded. Give me something. Pretend you're paying attention. Don't go to your seat and read a magazine. <gasps> oh my gosh. Okay. So, so it's something about like wanting to get it. That's what I would want to do. I want today's thing to be about like. Just try, you know, but I don't know. I don't know how if I can reteach that. Is that too like abstract? Yeah. Hmm. Do I need to focus on something more concrete right now during these first five days that of doing this? What if you did something like doing hard things? Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm watching for times when you are willing. To do hard things. You are willing to try. Yeah. I can tell that you are listening. I I had that same behavior yesterday because I was teaching them. I wasn't teaching them. I was making them discover yeah. prime factorization. Yeah. And we were so close. I had done so many things with prime climb and the unifix cubes. And it was like coming together. And someone yeah. was about to say what they noticed. Yeah. And I look over there and they're throwing blocks. Yeah. And I didn't lose it. I just was like, you're not interested in learning right now. So I would like for you to leave so that the people who are willing to learn mm-hmm. can do that. And mm-hmm. I haven't done that all year. Mm-hmm. But I can promise you that they're going to be interested in learning Hmm. tomorrow. Um, But I think if I had looked out and everybody was engaged or, you know what, this is really hard. 
these directions that I'm getting ready for you to have to follow and look at everybody. Everybody's looking, everybody's listening. Here's your star. Yeah. I think it could be simple. I think it could just be do hard things. Your job as a student is to come and learn. Mm -hmm. And so this is what learning looks like. I don't know if you could like find pictures on Google of a classroom and Mm -hmm. let them point to the students who (laughs) are learning. What kind of things do you think I'm looking for? Yeah. Um, Because like you said, fake it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's hard to be engaged. Like you can't expect a kid to be engaged every minute of every day. Right. But when you're at that moment, this is what the behavior should Mm -hmm. look like. These are the kinds of things that I should see. So today we're going to practice doing hard things. Yeah. Do you think, do you think I could, should call it that or should I call it like active listening? Is that, is that more concrete than, I mean, they're both, it's both Mm -hmm. what I need them to do differently. Um, You can use them synonymously. I mean, I think you can say either one. Yeah. Okay. Got any got any comments, JJ? About what you look like you're thinking about it. Well, I'm just thinking. You know, I I, I say sat through. That makes a negative connotation. It wasn't just had to be there, but it was in a a, a presentation about active listening at a conference last year, mm-hmm. and it was. I don't. I am great at listening to stories. I'm great at interacting with people. I'm not great at active listening. Because I'm that person that can hear you and want to, you know, thinking about something and, want you know, come back with an idea instead of really sitting and listening for understanding and not. And I think it's, it's a hard thing to, to, it's a hard thing to teach people to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I'm a grown man without any type of attention disorder and i have a hard time doing it <laughs> yeah good point and I, i'm just i'm not saying don't try it but i'm saying that's that's challenging to 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 it's a challenging thing to teach yeah i want to say to that kid just don't be distracting <laughs> you know when you are maybe that's more it like don't wreck other people's opportunity to listen mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I don't know. I need to think. I think if you make it, if you make it, and I kind of like the do hard things, make it seem like an achievement. Like you were able to sit there and listen to this or, you know, mm-hmm. and, and make it sound like instead of just don't annoy me, sit there and pretend to listen, yeah. you know, make it somehow try to figure out how to make it a, an achievement okay. or something to, to do. You were able to sit and listen to this and. So I can make it. So I can I can just make it just be do hard things. That's what today's is going to be because then you can reward a lot of things. Like yeah. mm-hmm. it could even be behavior things. Like I watched you want to do this, but instead you did this. Yeah. And you could go back to your morning message the first day because sometimes using kind words to ask someone to stop is a hard thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So now you can encompass what you've you know, because yeah. you're only rewarding that one morning message, but okay, yeah. I'm gonna make it that today. All right, and then to today, whatever annoys me will be tomorrow's morning message. 
Well, I think that's that's not a bad idea if there's one like permeating issue in the classroom. Yeah. That's your way you reteach it. You bring it back up tomorrow because yeah. right away, maybe too soon, they're still in the middle of right. their funk and your yeah. funk. And the next morning, say, hey, guys, this is we, we had trouble with this yesterday. Let's work on that, 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 that. And as a teacher, it gives me a way to funnel my frustration instead of just, you know, explaining the magazine story to the next six people that I see. I've got a plan of how I'm going to try to mm-hmm. move forward. This feels better, you know. like It's because Friday's March. Oh, and I'll be out of the <laughs> funk by Friday? Yes. That's good to know. <laughs> Uh, all right. So do we – you might want to mark this point. Let's go ahead and wrap it up, right? Isn't that, that's probably a good place to wrap mm-hmm. it up. So um, I like that. Friday's March. It's going to be a new month and, and a new push to the end, right? Right. Um, so what's, let's talk about takeaways. I think I think relationships is, is key, and it's hard to do, and it's not – you know, I didn't take – relationships in college to learn how to teach and be to build relationships. But I had a boss that said, you know, it's all about the people. And this is my adults and like working with adults, but you know, people are not going to, you know, a lot of times people are not going to remember, Hey, she was great at math. She knew all of, she could tell you what anything cubed was. Oh, burn. (laughs) But they're going to remember you. They're going to remember you because you treated them well, or you did stuff for them. And he was absolutely right. And, and that's how he worked, and that's why, you know, so much of so many of us liked working for him. Yeah, yeah. How about you? So it's not the rules, and it's not the reteaching; it's the relationships. I mean, yeah. I don't mean to have Jay's takeaway, but you let him go first, so yeah, he's still yours. <laughs> I kind of jumped in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and as many times as I have shared about behavior management on a college level, kind of as a guest speaker, Mm -hmm. I need that reminder. Yeah. I need that reminder. Like, of course, as I'm sitting here talking about relationship, God is bringing specific students to my mind. Like, Hmm, Ruth, what have you done for this one? Yeah. You know, in the relationship portion, Yeah, because sometimes I'm like, look, I made myself available and you didn't take advantage of it. Yeah. So you're it's lost. On you. Yeah. But again, you can't pass the buck when you're the teacher. So. Yeah. I think mine is that whole complaining idea that you said at the very beginning that, you know, sometimes you tell a story because you're like, oh, it's a good story, you know, um, and you might need to explain it once or twice. But after that, you've got to do something about it. I like that third three time thing. But and I also. I just don't want to be that grumpy teacher. Like you said, I want to be the positive person and the person who is working towards figuring out what, how to make it work for everybody. So I'm going to work on complaining less and being more about solutions, which is what I tell to my kids, you know, like I want you to be, so there, you've got this problem. I want you to be solution oriented instead of dragging it back over and over and over. Like, how can you solve this problem? So that's what I'm going to be working towards. So next week, maybe we'll be coming to you from VCTM in Farmville. <laughs> it's yes. still a little like the location's a little TBA um, and the time and all that. But we're hoping to record our next episode from the VCTM. And um, we just want to re- say thank you for those of you who are listening and who are sharing and following and, you know, 
And actually, you won't hear this until after VCTM. Oh, that's true. All right, well. But, you know, we hope you had a great time. We hope you came and saw us. (laughs) That's funny. We hope you listened to the episode that maybe you were in. Yeah. I hope you were there for when we were at wherever we were. (laughs) Wow, that was was deep. (laughs) All right, well, um, shall we? I'll see you tomorrow on a run. See you tomorrow.